0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Okay, stand by, please. All right, we want to welcome you and we want to welcome our listen audience that's with us now on our Facebook. We want to thank our listening audience that's listening to us here at LiveDeliverance.com. God bless every last one of you. And we want to thank our listening audience that's in our blog talk room. Air code 646-378-1857. We're going to be dealing with spiritual warfare. Let's start our prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that would oppress of the devil, Acts 10.38. Lord, we thank you that the Sabbath is now ended an hour ago. Shabbat has been over. We thank you for the day that you have given us. We come up against every demonic spirit that will try to block the hearer from understanding spiritual things, in essence, the spiritual warfare. Lord, use me as your oracle. We also confess our fault to you. Your word says if you... If we you are just enabled, we confess our fault that you are just enabled to forgive us for all all unrighteousness according to first John 1.9. We take this opportunity to humble ourselves and we ask that you forgive us and cleanse us from our sins. We thank you that you are the Son of God, and we thank you for the revelation knowledge that you will see and hear today with signs follows. We thank you for the first century doctrine that you have given live deliverance in that radio. And all honor and glory goes to you and to you only. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Spiritual warfare and poltergeist, we're going to be dealing with uh, both of them. Spiritual warfare uh, is needed, and uh, so sadly, uh, a lot of people don't uh, know anything about it. So we're going to deal with preparing yourself in spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is real. These are spirits. These are demons. And it's so sad that in the church, uh, there's no diet of this, especially on Sundays. I mean, it's pathetic, the things that people be teaching in the church, and it doesn't have no value to the unseen enemy. And his name is Satan and his demons. So how do we deal with this effectively? Make certain that you are properly armed with the Lord. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make his provisions Stay away from envy, strife, all types of sin, and confess your faults with the Lord. Use the blood of Jesus based on Hebrews chapter ten nineteen through 23 with demonic spirits. The name of Jesus they hate, Philippians uh, chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. The authority of the word of God and the sword of the spirit they do not like. So an average Christian who don't know the Bible or know the word of God would be really ineffective in spiritual warfare because Jesus used the word of God with Satan in Matthew chapter 4 verse 1. It was warfare and the warfare was manifest by Jesus quoting the word. Remember, God has placed Satan and his cohorts under your feet. So do not just sit and wait for something to happen. Stand. Put your feet down. Make no conversation and no mercy for Satan or his or the enemy. Based on Deuteronomy chapter seven, one through two, Luke ten nineteen, Ephesians six, eleven through eighteen. Effectively use weapons such as the sword of the spirit. You have to use the sword of the spirit. It's the word of God. Demons don't like the word of God. Now if you don't know it, you can't be saying hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Yeah, that ain't gonna make That that ain't gonna do nothing to the demon.
0: Oh, you need to leave me alone.
1: Go ahead on now. Leave me alone. Hey, hey, hey. That's independent. That's that's in your flesh. And these things are not based on fleshly uh, terminology. Not even your mind can uh, deal with a, the demon. They can read your mind, but they can't read the mind of Christ. Use the anointing. Praying in the spirit is the most effective areas in doing uh, spiritual warfare. When you're being attacked, when you pray in the spirit, you speak directly to God based on 1 Corinthians 14.1. Come in the, the name of the resurrected Jesus, who I am and who I was served. that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, Philippians 2.10, Psalms 82, 1 through 8. In fact, God's original plan and purpose over the enemy, God has a plan for us to defeat Satan. Daniel chapter 6, 1 through 28. I decree and declare that in this battle, we will win if we would use the weapons that God has given us. Weapons such as psychological, financial, social, physical, sociological, interpretational, uh intellectualism all forms that will not work against the enemy. You have to place upon yourself the arm of light and of the Lord based on uh, Romans chapter thirteen, verse twelve, also ephesians six thirteen through seventeen truth. To cover my lions, truth of God's word when we're dealing with the enemy. The devil don't like the Bible, and it's so sad that people can have it, and you can carry it to church, and you get a couple of little teaching out of it, and you go put it away. Stay in it as much as you can. Keep the breastplate of righteousness to cover your heart. Amen. Psalms 51, I'm sorry, Psalms chapter 5, 12, and Second Corinthians six, seventeen. Use the gospel of peace to cover your feet in battle. When you're dealing with spiritual forces, something could bother you. You may have a bill, and I guarantee you, I'm going to tell you the demons that's going to try to come. If you've got a bill, worrying, doubt. Now, where are they going to come? You ain't going to see them. You're not going to feel them. They're going to talk to your mind. They're going to try to talk to you. And you can't let them talk to you. You've got to be able to discern who's who. And the only way to do that is to test the spirit. So you need to learn effectively testing the spirit to see if that thing is of Jesus. Because many people have jumped in ministries saying that they heard something from Christ and it wasn't. It was another Jesus. Make sure that the shield of faith is defensively and offensively covered of your whole body. When we're dealing with spiritual warfare, Hebrews 10, 38 and Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. The help of the salvation is to cover our head, 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. Isaiah 59:17. the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God is in Ephesians 6:17 and revelations 1, 16. use the name of the Lord Jesus Christ or demons in your life. I plead the blood of Jesus of Nazareth over my life. I am not going to worry. I am not going to become stressed. These are spirits that's coming after your emotion. So you have to kind react that you just can't, well, I'm sorry. And go get a, a beer and drink some rum. Now. They're going to put you in a different personality, and then that's going to bring sin. You have to deal with the word to deal with the enemy. I declare and declare that the weapons of the warfare are not carnal. When you're dealing with spiritual warfare, they are not intellectualized. They are not done by the reasons, by your soul, by your humanism. But mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, Second Corinthians chapter ten three and 6, Ephesians chapter six thirteen to 18, Romans 13, 12, 1 Samuel 17:45. I pull down strongholds, cast down vain imaginations and every high theme that lifts itself up against the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. When you're by yourself, do you know that the devil attacks people by themselves than anything on this earth? They ain't got nobody to talk to. They lonely. They're not meant to be by themselves. God did not put Adam on earth by himself. He put Eve. So the devil will take advantage of single people. And if you're single, and if you're not uh, using your time wisely, depression can come in, loneliness can come in, and what you got to do is to counteract that by saying, no, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and you have to cast down those emotions and those feelings. That's something that you have to do. Jesus don't have to do that. you got to do that. 2 Corinthians 10.5, Isaiah fourteen thirteen 13-14, and Ezekiel chapter 28. I speak that God's anointing destroys every yoke in my life and that my soul, spirit, body now function in order according to the divine system and the protocol of God and his will. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 27 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 40. You speak this and it will work. You have to speak God's word. Amen. Now we're going to move into the subject of Paul Demons in the Home. This is the main uh, subject, but I wanted to uh, basically show you in spiritual warfare, scriptures, you have to deal with the scripture and you have to be led by the uh, leading of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to deal with spiritual doors into your home. Amen. There are various doors that can be opened in the spiritual realm to allow demon spirits to enter into and dwell into a property. Some of the major openings include idolatry the cult and familiar spirits. And they can all overlap. The general term used for spirit that caused disturbance in a home and property is poltergeist. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-E-I-S-T. This is real. This is not Hollywood. This is real. This is a German word, polter. P-O-L-T-E-R means noisy. N-O-I-S-Y. In terms, this spirit or ghost literally means a noisy spirit, and they make noise in your house. They turn the air conditioning on and off. They can grab your uh, keys and move them and put them somewhere else. I had a uh operation after I was doing uh, some deep deliverance. And when I got up, I couldn't find my wallet, and the Lord told me, Now, let me show you how the power of God is. Now, I'm not making this up because false testimony is you go to hell. Liars go to hell. I'm not teaching deliverance and lie. This happened to me. The Lord told me your uh, wallet is in the the soap with the dishes. That demon put that thing all over down. And when I picked that wallet up and took it out of that water, it instantly dried. God defeats Satan. Christians. Why are you afraid of the devil? You know why? You don't know nothing about him. Jesus has given us authority over him. Spiritual warfare is the most effective way, and it's the only way that you can fight the enemy. Most Christians don't have a clue of what I'm about to talk about tonight, but I pray that you open up. One of the most common manifestations of poltergeist spirits is that it makes noise. Me personally, I have learned over the years that some of the ghost stories that we hear about some uh, some of this stuff, the old lines about hearing chainsaws or voices or footprints walking up downstairs or seeing shadows against the wall, has been proven, tr- true in certain cases because I've saw them. I went into a house of and Sister Durden, when we was uh, getting started. We was at the time, I was at the time with Bob Larson. I broke off from Bob Larson because I don't be even putting, casting demons to no pit. Jesus never cast a demon to the pit, and I just broke off. But when we was there, they sent us on assignment in Georgia, and we seen spirits going in and out of these angels, female angels. And then we seen them go into these African unks. All these things open up doors, and that we're going to discuss. You may see shadows, which is true. Weird things can happen like that in houses, where poltergeist spirits dwell. I'm going to share this with you. So we wonder what gave the spirit, this poltergeist spirit, the right to enter the home. You don't know what property or what happened on that property before you purchased it. That's why the Lord said he can curse the ground. He can take a curse and turn it into a blessing. So if you own your property right now, your apartment, wherever you rent, I declare a decree to cleanse this land in the name of Jesus. Nevertheless, the Lord thy God will not turn a curse; the Lord thy God can turn a curse into a blessing. Deuteronomy twenty-three five. I break all curses on this property, but it's, if you don't know how to do that, you're going to have to call in somebody, and they going to have to. Pay, you got to pay them, <laughs> and you can do it yourself by speaking the word of God. Remember. That one spiritual uh, principle about spirits cannot be anywhere unless it has a legal right. This is true of personal deliverance. This is also true on house harassments by demonic spirits. In other words, a demon cannot launch into you or into your life or into your home just by doing it. You have to have a door to open, and that door is sin. Demons come into our lives by sin. It can be a sin that was committed some way back with your ancestors' lines your parents, your grandparents, or your great-great-grandparents, and the curse of that sin is passed down directly to you and to your generation. And it could be a result of sin in your own life. And it could even be sin from prior tenants in that house. This is why most Christians should equip themselves with having the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. It amazes me that people think that only pastors and people in position of the church can have these gifts. These gifts are illustrated for all of us. This is an important point when you go to cleanse some demons in certain houses and conditions. That person has to meet those demons and do not allow those demons to enter and use the knowledge of God's word. They cannot come back, but if they do come back in that house, they'll come back seven worse so you need discernment. What is in your house allowing demonic spirits into? You'll be surprised and amazed what books, what stuff you can bring from overseas into your house that can rain havoc. So if some of these conditions have idols, you definitely have spirits in your house. The same principle holds true as long as behavioral idols or occult activity continue into that house. The demon has a legal right to stay in. You cannot make him leave. He will have a legal right to be there until the idol is removed or the cult activity or that type of sinful pursuitness in the atmosphere leaves. The principles applies whether it is the person's house, place, land, a public building. Even a church, demons can also manifest. I've seen demons manifest in the Baptist church. I've seen demons manifest in the Catholic church. Pray about the situation and ask the Lord to give you discernment about the things in your home. Idolatry is a common cause of spirits that can come into your house. In Corinthians, Paul provides lectures for us on this evil of idolatry. He speaks of it in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Unk objects, upside-down crosses. I don't have no pictures of Jesus Christ in my house, unless it's the one out of Revelation 2.18 and Daniel 10, that fine polished brass, hair outside the sun, the feet like that of brass. But I don't have objects. I don't have no pictures of even that. No pictures of Jesus in my house. I don't have no crucifix. Now, a crucifix is a religious object that demons hate because it reminds them of Christ died on the tree in Galatians 3.13. And they hate that. Paul says, see these things and consider idols. Run away from such things. The sense of this is that we have a great ignorance of idolatry. The cup of blessings which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? The Greek word communion Kaddias means fellowship. God wants us to have fellowship with him in your house, and he don't need you to have demons in there causing problems. <laughs> Amen. The words God says, Behold, Israel, after the flesh, and not they which are the sacrifices partaker of the altar. The Israelis got in trouble going to Molech, going back to a foreign god, open doors to demons. God had to restore them and bring them back, and they had to get deliverance. Well, idle things bring demons. What I say then, that the idol is a thing, or that it is offered a sacrifice to idols is a thing. But I say the thing which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils, demons, and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. See, when you bring in an idol in your house, even an idol of Jesus, a picture of Mary, you don't know how Mary looked. And that's a good dwelling spot of religious spirits going into something like that. Do you see the, the a carryover of idol fellowship that Paul is using here when he compares the altar of the Lord to idolatry? Both involve fellowship, both unrevoked. One's right, one's wrong. God does not like idolatry. And when you're using idolatry and putting things in your house, you're breaking covenant with God, not even knowing it, because that demon has a legal right into your house as a Christian. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot be partaker of the table of the Lord and the table of devils or demons. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Paul tells us that we cannot mix our worship of God with the worship of demons. We cannot worship God in a true way in the spirit, in the spirit while mixing with idolatry. God is a jealous God, and he will not tolerate that. Let's look at what happens when God first gave the commandments to Moses. In Exodus chapter twenty, verse four he says, "Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or likeness of anything that is above heaven and that is in the earth beneath or that is under the waters of the earth. We are not to make any representation of any creature thing represented by God, but we are to worship and serve him, not to bring idols and Paul in 1 john five twenty one says My dear children, present thyself away from all idols, an idol." is a door opening for demons, idols in your house. This is what we're talking about. Then he says, thou shalt not bow thyself down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visited the iniquities of the fathers unto the children, to the third and to the fourth generation. Again, we see God as jealous. If we disobey this commandment, it is the same as if we hate God, as it says here in Exodus 34. God has given instructions to his people to enter to the promised land, Canaan. Canaan is a land filled with all idol worshipers. God's warned his people to not get involved with idolatry. He implores them to destroy everything that pertains to idolatry or to the inhabitants because they don't fit with his kingdom. It will become a snare and be a source of contamination to Israel. We are to keep ourselves separate from idol worship as Christians in Exodus 34 12 through 14 take heed to thyself lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land whether thou goest lest it be snared in the midst of thee be but ye shall destroy their altars break their images and cut down their groves this is a true story about an altar sacrifice with a master Satanist and that woman was bringing curses on a kid and trying to destroy it to get another soul to become more higher in the demonic kingdom. You can have an altar of the Virgin Mary in your house. If you're Catholic, get it out your house. Go to Africa, bring in an umk or some African cross. Or even in Jamaica, with some of this art here, it could be demonic. Don't bring any of those things into your house. Why do you got to have a picture of Jesus and look at him and think, oh, gee, that ain't Jesus. Jesus is the word. You don't need to see a picture of Jesus. You believe him. Jesus is the word. So these are subtle areas of how the devil can bring these things into our house and corrupt ourselves. God does not want us to do that. Amen. So please, please make sure. That you don't have stuff in your home that's going to open up a door to demonic spirits. Keep forbidden objects in your, out of your home. The graven image of their gods shall you burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee. lest thou be snared then, the silver and the gold is an abomination to the Lord thy God. Neither shall these neither shall thou bring an abomination into thy house lest thou be cursed thing like it but thou shalt early destroy it and thou shalt early abhor it for it is a cursed thing these objects can come in your house based on deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 25 through 26 is a cursed thing satanic crosses pictures of demons uh, astrology books parapsychology books mind science intellect uh uh rosicrucianism uh, 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 uh jehovah witness freemasonry items uh, even Christmas trees I don't even deal with that that's a violation of Jeremiah chapter 10 do you know that that is a heathen thing and some of you Christians ain't going to like it but I'm going to have to say it that's right a Christmas tree God don't want that thing in nobody's house it ain't got nothing to do with Christmas that's heathenistic but because you don't know the Bible you're going to know the truth now so the blood going to be on you whether you want to do this or not. But I'd like to show you something that says, and this is an idol that comes in people's houses every Christmas. They have been there for 25, what, 25, what 30 days. <laughs> Let's read this. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1, about the Christmas tree. Hear ye the word which the Lord spoken unto you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. Now watch this. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathens are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people, here we go, are vain. See, the customs, Christmas, that's vain. But watch this. For one cutted a tree out of the forest. I only know one tree they cut out the forest. That's a Christmas tree. The work of the hands of the workmen with the axe, they deck it with silver and with gold. Now, I know that's a Christmas tree. And it don't take no science to read this. It's right out of the King James uh, Bible. They fasten it. With nails <clears throat> and with hammers, did it move? Not. You get that Christmas tree. You got two boards up but are fastened with nails, and it's not moving. Get it out your house. Well, what about my children? You're going to teach your children about Santa Claus. First Kings twenty two twenty says so that's the lying spirits. See, Christians are pressured to keep these traditions. Jesus says, "Come out from among them and be separated." He means not only be separated spiritually, but be separated with these holidays. I don't get into holidays like this. I do not. Christmas is every day to me. The resurrected Jesus lives in me. I don't need the world to say, on the 25th, you're going to recognize that Jesus was a baby. He's he's alive. He ain't dead. So this heathen thing people do every day, now the blood on you. Well, he went too far. No, that's in the Bible. I don't do Christmas trees. Don't lie to your children and tell your children there's a Santa Claus. There's no Santa Claus. And then you wonder why they lying when they groan. Well, you open up the door and the spirit of lying to them. You did it. Our fathers have sinned and they bore their iniquity. The Lamentations chapter 5 verse 7. This stuff is very, very serious. The Bible says in Jeremiah 4, one, remember to me. And you will put away your abominations out of my sight. Then you shall not be moved. So what you need to do is really, when you got these things in your objects, is to pray and ask the host Gene Dixon books, Edward Casey books, Scientology, ITM, psycho psychometry. If you have these things in your house. <clears throat> Get those books and burn them and get them out your house. They're defiled. There are demons in them. And you're giving them a legal right to be in your house. Now, I'm going to give you a list of some things that you should be checked and ask yourself, have you have it in your house? Table tappings. Light as a feather. Have you done palm readings in your, uh, your home? Do you have a crystal ball in your house? Those are idols. Those are occult objects. Automatic handwriting paintings in your uh, house by demons. Crystal balls. Do you have those in your house? Halloween and pagan holidays. Coffee grinds dipped dip wax in your home. That opens up the doors for uh, white magic. Sorcery. Astrology, you have the zodiac sign on your wall. Fortune telling, you come in and let somebody read your fortunes on a Friday night, you have opened up the door to demonic spirits. Okay? Tarot cards, that opens up the door. If you have these things in your house, you have to remove them. If you have anything that represents an idol towards Transcendental Meditation, I Ching Voodoo, special Voodoo, because Voodoo is mixed with Catholicism, which is called Centaria. Centaria is a break off from the Catholicism to the worship of Mary and the Virgin to the demon death. So it's a mixture. And that's a very dangerous thing to uh, have in your house. Uh, It comes out of uh, Haiti, Port of prince Haiti, and the Caribbean Islands have that. And please get that out of your home and dedicate your home to the Lord, and uh, be led of the Holy Spirit, what's been in your house, and have the authority in the name of Jesus to get it out of your house. If you've done any spirit guides in your house, if you did with some sacrosachosary, I Ching, that opens up the door uh, to demonic spirits in your home. Also, If you have these things in your home or have operated with this or meditating or having some group of people dealing with telekinesis, biorhythm charts, uh, numerology, telepathy, psychokinesis, ESP and biofeedback, and so-called Christian yoga. Now, that's to open up a lot of doors to Christian fellowship and open up meditating and not meditating on the word of God. Get it out of your house. Rock music. Old pictures of people who dead in your house. I don't have no dead picture of nobody. This is my mother. Ashes. I carry hers with me everywhere I go. I don't like dead pictures of people because that can open up a door. You know. uh, Do you have any dead ones in your family? For with me, I don't need the pictures. They they gone. You know. Uh, I'm very cautious because I'm a deliverance minister, and I I cannot allow the devil (coughs) to put me in a position to be attacked. Uh, Horror movies, that opens up the doors to protégolite spirits also. Occult and violent movies, that does a lot. Uh, Have you uh, dealt with... uh, These occult books, Satanism, Eastern Star, Dalai Lama, Shriner books, you have to get them out of your your home because these are idolatrous books. And you may have bought them thinking, oh, I'm learning Scientology to further my mind. The Bible says that my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge, Hosea 4.6. If you've read a book of Mormonism, Children of God, Scientology, Rosicrucianism, Theolasticism, Bahu Zenhism, Ekandar, Atheism, Course of Miracles, True Sectic Religion, University of Church, Church of Sanyan Moon, The True Universal Template, Mukaba. These are demonic demons in these books that you bring to your home. Church of Satan, Christian Science, Harry Krishna, The Way International, Mythology, Anthropophilosophy, Carbonism, Rastafarianism, Bobbinism, Jehovah Witness, Centaria, Islam, Edward Casey, books of the science of the mind, spiritualism books, voodoo books, Satanism books, Polynormal books, Hinduism books, TM, scientific creative intelligence, that ain't none but demons. Now, uh, if you have been in your home and I'm going to share with you some manifestations that may have happened in a house, in your home. If you've had these things, uh, please give me a call at 646-378-1857. And if you need some assistance and still haven't left your home, we'll be able to help you. Poltergeists can manifest and other spirits can follow them. Tommy knockers or demonic spirits that just knock on the wall. You'll hear boom, boom, boom. And then you won't hear it no more. Then you hear another knocking. And I have found out that these are spirits and orbs that can be in your home. Uh, some spirits dwell and stay and not move. And you got to get them out of your home. You have to be very discernment of the Holy Spirit of who been in a house before you purchase to ask questions. Uh, before uh, you purchase a home, you can't get a perfect place. But guess what? If you know deliverance, you can clean the spirits up. You can do some house, spirit, house cleaning. If you ever had own onset of confusion in your home a lot, constantly, that's demonic manifestation. Uh, smelling strong, foul odors of death and stench, the spirit of death, and th- that's those are demons that does that also. Uh, if you see in your home a lot of flies roaming around, uh, Satan is a lord of flies, and uh, that can open up the door to... Uh, demonic spirits being in your house, not knowing it, unexplained accidents in your house, Uh, seeing aberrations uh, uh, of pictures of dark shadows passing over you, or something's pressing you on the bed at night. These are poltergeist spirits. They're real. Sudden weaknesses and dizziness can bring manifestations of this. Episodes of unusual strength in your sleep. Seeing dark shadows in your house sudden onsets of sleepiness when you hear sermons playing in your home, unable to pray to God or have family unity that brings calls and arguments. Those are demons in that house. There may have been a murder in that home. they may have been a father who may have killed their wife. We don't know because you don't know who was on that land prior to you being there, seeing visions of someone who's dead, hearing voices, even seeing uh, things move in the shadows at night between 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, 3 o'clock in the morning is the mocking hour. This is when demons really kick in. These types of poultry-like spirits love 3 in the morning because they really believe that they're mocking Christ, and they're not. Uh, Foaming at the mouth, seeing monsters, seeing natural spirits, Spirit possession at night between 3 o'clock until 6 in the morning. Changes in your voices due to the fact of demonic possession or some spirit harassing you in the morning as you sleep. I've had a a husband and wife couple told me that uh, when her husband was sleeping, "Mm, I hate you. She didn't know what it was. And so she learned spiritual warfare, and the Lord showed her where there was a a, a, a Ouija board in the basement that was causing that disturbance. Also, in homes, could be succubus and incubus spirits. These are demonic spirits. Uh, the succubus uh, demon brings sexual intercourse to the female, and the incubus, incubus demon brings sexual intercourse to the male spirits. If you see in your home very cold, having the room for temperatures become cold, that's a demonic spirit. You can stop it in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and go take a bottle, take some warm water, and put salt in it. Anoint that water with salt. Jesus salt of salt the earth and spray in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Come out this house, and then what you do is say, Lord, your word says if I ask anything in your name and not believe and believe and not doubt in my heart, it should be asked, and God will grant that prayer. Because you're not asking for no Mercedes-Benz or for no jet to go to uh, England to go to some script club. No, you are praying and asking God to protect you from evil forces. And if you take that, wa- that water and use the authority of the name of Jesus. See, Jesus said, in my name, you can cast out demons. A lot of people call me and say, well, Pastor, why don't you come? I don't want to take your money. Why don't I show you how to do it? And you can? Not that I can't do it, but. I'm a teacher, and I can't go to house to house like I used to go like that no more. So I tell people what to do and spray. But take that land, wherever that land is, that property, reverse the curse. Say, Lord Jesus, I reverse this curse in the name of Jesus. I don't know who had this land before me, if there's been any satanic sacrifices, any human sacrifices, any occult manifestations, seances, in the name of Jesus I break this by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and demand these demons to leave my property and go. You don't need no sage. You need the word of God. Altered state of consciousness without any alcohol in your home on sudden. That means there's a poltergeist in your house. Feeling like external forces are around you. Feeling someone is watching you. Now, when you got that, that's an eyeball spirit. That thing will watch you and try to report you through the familiar spirit because they're taking tracks of you. They don't like you. These things, this this stuff really happens in the spirit realm. And people don't realize how much grace God gives us. Even that you don't notice, he still protects you. Thank you for his mercy and grace, according to Hebrews 4.16. Feeling like pressure on your chest. Something making you suffocate. If anybody experienced that, please call me. Those are demonic spirits in your house. Get them out. Feeling like you being choked or unable to breathe when attempting to pray. Those are anti-messiah spirits. Hearing growling sounds in your head or your body. Having feelings as something crawling inside you. On certain form of Fear suddenly hits you, and the temperature drops. Those are demonic spirits. Satanic ritual abuse can cause that. Emotional abuse in the past, domestic violence on that land, on that property, can open that door to that. Physical abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse on that property can open up that door, and you can block it with the What? Blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the power of Jesus, the power of God, the authority of Jesus Christ. His name is powerful. We have the authority in His name over every demon on this earth. Now, I'm going to give you a house cleaning prayer before we close. And I would like for you to use this in your home. Take this opportunity to write this down. I'm going to be very slow. Lord Jesus, I belong to you. You went to the cross and shed your blood and died for my sins. You took the penalty of sin that was due to me and bore it yourself. Lord, I accept your sacrifice. By faith, I receive your salvation. You told us in Galatians that you have redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse in our place. Father, I confess all my sins that one I know about and the ones I don't. I have not recognized my error of putting things in my home. I am sorry for them. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me with your precious blood. Father, the law say that you will punish the sins of our forefathers down to the third and fourth generation. So I now repent of all these sins from my family line. And I ask you to forgive and cleanse me from all the effects of those sins. You promised in your word that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be delivered. I call on you now in the name of Yeshua the Messiah. Now Satan... I say to you, you have no right to me. You have no right to my house or my property. You have no right to my family nor anything else that belongs to me. I take authority over you in the mighty name of Jesus and by the power that is in his blood. I command you to get out of my life. Every inherited curse is leaving me now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, inherited curses passed down through our families where there was sexual transgression, where there was incest, where there was abuse. I command it to go. Any generational curses, that have arise due to idolatry, involvement in the occult, false religion, or cults, or superstition. I command every one of you to go where there were
0: fortune telling,
1: divination, worship of the sun, moon, or stars, or various types of astrology. I command every one of you spirits to go now in the power of the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, where there was praying of the dead. I renounce narcromancy. I ask that you forgive me for trying to come and speak to the dead, which is violating of your word. I command the spirit to lead me and to go. I take authority over every demon in my house and command it to leave. We are walking in truth and in the light. We are walking in the presence of God. All you evil forces must go, Matthew 8, 32, go. You spirits that bring hindrance to our walk with the Lord that hindered us from reading our Bible are getting into you out of your mind making me leave the word you leave me now in the name of Jesus I command every spirit of inheritance of sickness to leave me and go in the name of Jesus now look into your home if you got any Gene Dixon books occult books juror with unks goats get it off Get it off. Get it out your house. Go burn them in the Bible. They, in the book of Acts, they burned them. If you got a Ouija board, burn it. In the name of Jesus, anoint it with oil, and burn it and get it out of your house. If you got any foreign objects from a foreign country that is non-Christian, and even Christian nations have tricklets and Mardi Gras stuff, these things are worldly, and they belong to the Prince of Darkness. And some of us are playing with it, thinking it's just it's, it's okay. This is I can do this and be a Christian. No, you can't do that. Deuteronomy 18 says that's a violation of God. And it's so sad that a lot of Christians are not uh, have knowledge of this, but because the pastors don't teach this, they don't take the time and the opportunity to teach deliverance. God bless you. I hope that you learned something. Please sow a seed. I want to thank those who have sown a seed. Thank you, Brother Fernandez, for those the offering from uh, GoFundMe. God bless you. You can go to LiveDeliverance.com right now on the website. You can go to GoFundMe. You can go to all the way down on our site. On the lower left-hand side, we have a PayPal site, and the GoFundMe has been very, very uh, productive for us because it's the easier way where people can give. You can also go to our PayPal site on the left-hand side at www.LiveDeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side, we have a PayPal secure site to source seed to keep us on air. Hope you learned something. We're going to be dealing with demonology and the next time we come back. Again, clean your house. You don't want any books in there that's non-Christian, Islam, any books of Muslims. Get it out of there. It's not Christianity. Okay? The Word of God. Pornography books, they got to the go. Those things bring nothing but demons. Pictures of your old girlfriend, if you broke up with her, why keep her? Let her go. Throw it away. Get rid of it. Change your wife. Those open up doors to memory recall. And spirits like to work on your emotion. And they love to talk to you by you not knowing. God bless. And shalom. We're going back to regular broadcast. Thank you. Okay, we're back on regular broadcast. And hold back. We are about to get ready to close out now on our Facebook. God bless you. Hope you enjoyed yourself. We're going to open up the mic. Little comments from Chaplain John Durden. Come join us. Air code 646-378-1857. Shalom and good night. All right, we're going to little intermission, and then we're going to let Brother John Durden come with a word and uh, share with us his point of view. Amen. All right.
0: Said so this is Jeremy and Edward. Yeah. Listen, in all you're getting, get wisdom, knowledge, understanding Aim for the sky, reach the mountain, keep climbing Stop staying, you can't, oh, you know you never tried it Don't waste your energy unless you see the benefits Negative thoughts, pessimist calls I'm an optimist writing, though sometimes I fall I'ma keep moving even if I have to crawl Running with a purpose, and I know I have to run fast My principles work everywhere anytime. Feelers get life when success is denied. Why no? Every question deserves a reply. And my life is submitted to the highest of eyes. I. I, I have my eyes on the pride. I won't, I won't, and lie. And lie. I will I won't, I won't, I won't, I on the price, don't look left nor right. Trouble gets harder, it'll seem dark. But God is a provider. God's word brings light strength to Jesus Christ. The bind of light. cause Effect the fate is never accidental your life today is because of the price you pay Dreaming dream me my act now tell fate i won't bow poppy color yeah I'm singing a prayer for the world, cause the world gone bad I'm singing a prayer for the world I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you Just bring I'm
1: They light it up with some Jamaican reggae music. Captain John Durden, you got the mic. Reverend T. Paulman, Reverend Tillmore, Jackson, Livingston, Bill Bright, MacDonald, Hillgore, Gublet, Higginbrew, Jackson. They're all listening to you, and they said, Captain Durden, we, we above our head. Go ahead, Reverend
0: Durden. Uh, good evening, my fellow brothers in the Lord. There was one thing that really was outstanding that uh, he mentioned about the house being possessed with demons and these kinds of things. Uh That helped me to recall how my daughter got into the deliverance ministry as well as to assist uh, Brother Emmett in all these years past. I recall now that uh my daughter had just moved into a new apartment. We helped her move in and everything else like that. And at the time, she was Brother in the house. Emmett didn't
1: know much. I beg your pardon? She was in a house.
0: She had a house, but Yeah. Well, okay, it was a house. And what happened was things started falling off the, <laughs> off the wall, pictures and, and statues and everything else. And she thought that was kind of weird. So she called me, Daddy, things are falling off around here. You know. And I went out there not knowing anything about deliverance ministry. And we tried to figure it out and couldn't figure anything out. And then when I go back home and then she called and, you know, crying in the middle of the night, think things falling. And, and, and so I called Brother Emma. I said, you know anything about it? Because you're in deliverance ministry. Boy, you hit the thing right on the head. He says, uh, her, it's, it's, it's demon-possessed. I said, well, she ain't into that mess and all that other kind. He said, more than likely, it's probably the people who lived in that place before she moved in. I said, that's a good idea, a good thought. And I thought about it. She had African
1: art. She had African art. African art.
0: Yeah, they had African art in that house, man. And then he came over there, and by him with that knowledge of of deliverance ministry, he was able to determine that the apartment was was demon-possessed. and uh, he did all the prayers and everything else and all the other um, ceremonies that you do to cast demons out. And that really put her on fire. She said, well, this thing is really real. And so uh, at the same time, Brother Emmett needed a, a secretary, a clerk to help him out with all the administrative writing and all that stuff. Uh, I offered to uh, my daughter to help him out to assist him at the time because he was just starting. And they'd been together all those years, and that's how she got started to his ministry. So you, so sometimes it's not what you've done that caused your house, your apartment, or whatever you live in to be demon-possessed. It could be the people who lived in there prior to that. That, that brought back old memories. I appreciate that, Brother Emily.
1: Reverend C.T. Thompson says, "Uh, you mean tell me, I got demons in in my church? Tell me, you got a lot of them, hooping demons.
0: Yeah, you got a lot of them, and they're called hooping demons. I know that sounds silly, but a lot of things I have learned over
1: let, time. Let, let them hear how it sounds. Let them hear the hooper demon. Hey, 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 hey go ahead. Let
0: them hear it. They call me, you know, hey, I got you. Hey, what you doing? Don't you know good, huh? I got you. I got you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You ain't all that. One minute you say we hooping, and next minute you say yeah, you ain't hooping. One minute you say this, and next minute you ain't saying. Ah, <laughs> I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. And they look for faults, look for mistakes, and everything else, and uh, decide to state of anger and and resentment and these kinds of things. But uh, and and I tell you, the main one. Everybody know about this one. We have his written word have this written word. We don't need the blah, blah, blah. Hey, 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 See? hey, hey,
1: hey, hey. We haven't still more say hey, 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 hey now.
0: There, wait wait a minute there's, now. Tongues have one Tongues have, seen. have seen. There's one it has seen. There's one manifest right now, and this demon just said tongue has ceased. That's another one manifesting. That's another manifesting. I believe that lie all the way up the time I was thirty eight, thirty nine. And then the Lord finally felt saw that I was sincere and serious about it. And he got tired of me telling them telling me all them lies and this and he sent me home. He said, go home, tell your pastor. I went down there and come to find out was another pastor. It wasn't the same pastor, but he was a pastor who believed in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he said, John, you believe? I, I said, I think I do. He said, more than likely you do because the Lord sent you down here. He said, go down there to the altar because you, you rejected that. I said, well, I, I just, for some reason, I just can not believe that. I just, it was a lie. I went down there and he said, now, before you ask the Lord, he said, are you in sin or anything like that? I said, no. You sure about that? He said, well, the Lord, Lord already told me that you ain't got no sin on you. You ain't doing none of that stuff. So he says, ask him. He said, you got it when you accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Just step out and believe and say, Lord, I believe, and you and it will manifest. So I went down in the, in the altar, and I said, Lord, uh, for some reason, I've been told from the time I was knee-high to a turtle dove up until this time. Here I am, like uh, 30. And, I, and I, all I was told was tongue has teeth. there's no gifts, healing has teeth and all that. And we have his written word. And Lord, for some reason, I never could accept. He said, that's because I protected you, my son. He said, go down there to the altar. I went down and said, Lord, I received the gift of tongues and and, and faith. And, And then the pastor said, John. Just started thanking him. I said, "Okay, Pastor." I said, "Thank you, Lord, for the gift." I said, "Thank you so much." And Lord, that you, you see, that I need to tap a lot. See, the hiking now can so quickly. I need to be sitting here, need to tap a so. It's a pass that I need to tap a lot. So, can I pass? I need to So, can I pass? I need to in Jesus' name, that's how I got it. And uh, my daughter been working with Brother Emil. 17, 18 years now. And she's heavy in it and she knows that ministry inside out. She loves it. She loves it. And they do deliverance together every Friday evening. Uh, people be calling in and they get delivered. They get delivered. Praise God. I never thought my daughter would be in deliverance minister. She teaching me the stuff too. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She's a heavyweight in that ministry. She and they getting along just fine and doing it. That's what got me interested. And I say. All these years I've been talking about there ain't no such thing as demons, all demons in hell, heard all the most stinking lies all those years i I miss, so that's why I get kind of, anyway, kind of well, you know when kind well, you know you know demons uh they all kneel and uh, we have his written word and, and so and so on, I get teased, man, and it's hard, boy, it's hard to hear them saying lies when I know what the truth is now, but they're still saying tongue has ceased, still saying them lies, false teaching, it burns me up. It burns me up. It burns me up. Yeah, so that's all I got to say, man, in tongues. I'm glad the Lord protected me from that line. All those years, I didn't learn to speak tongues until I was like 38, 30, 38 or 37, 37 38. The Lord, the Lord sent me all the way back home, down to Savannah, Georgia, said, go see Pastor so-and-so and sign up. That was my, do- my daughter. My daughter's new pastor. She left that message church she was in. And he told me to go down. Hey, man, go down there let's thank the Lord boy. You got it when you accept the Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, but you ain't going to get nothing if you praising the Lord on Sunday and praising the devil on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I said, no, 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 I can't hide from the Lord. I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid at all. What mom and daddy can't see, the Lord and the Holy Spirit show can see. And I'm not going to hell over somebody's uh, deception. And I went down, and the Lord told me to go down, here. Yeah. he sent me to the church with my sister. I didn't know my church got, my sister got my, yeah, my sister got out of that mess of the church. She left it and went to non-denominational charismatic church. And she laughed at me, and i like, I don't know what to believe. She laughed and said, come on, let's go. I said, well, the Lord sent me here. So she took me to the pastor. He said, you received it when you accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, but you got to believe it. And you ain't going to never get it if you doubt and, and don't believe. So go down here. So he said, the Lord said, you're right, go down here I went down here and said, Lord, I believe And the next thing I know, I was flowing in the spirit And I, All right. and I became a Okay Got to Get okay. ready and go,
1: we're right out of time Okay All right, that's up We are out of time God bless everybody, Brother John Thank you for participating and being in the room with me I appreciate your support God bless Love it, Love everybody it. Love you, too. God bless everybody. We are running out of time. Got to go. Shalom. Oh, don't forget to sow a seed. Go to to GoFundMe. Go to LiveDeliverance.com and go to GoFundMe. And you can sow a seed that or go to the lower left-hand side of the corner of the PayPal icon. And we have a secure site for PayPal. Shalom and God bless. Shalom. Shalom.